Welcome to Christian Life Online. I am so excited about this message today. It is incredible. I've heard little bits and pieces of my husband going over it, and I'm really pumped up about what you guys are going to receive through this message. I know I received a lot. Before we jump in, I want to go ahead and start off by taking this chance, this opportunity to give today. If you're wanting to give with us, I, I would encourage you to go ahead and do that. It's so simple. All you have to do is text to the number 84321, the amount that you're going to give. Or you can visit our website at clsecretly.org and you can go ahead and click that Give tab. Let's go ahead and pray for our offering today that God is going to bless it in an incredible way. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the things that you have in store for each one of us. God, um, for the things that you have in store for our finances, Lord, as well, our homes, God, that you are looking over. God, I know that you are gonna do incredible things. And we trust in you today as we give with our money, Lord. We pray that you would just stretch it and use it and do awesome things. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, after our service, I don't want you guys to head out super fast. Make sure you check out the little links below. There's a couple down there for your kids. Um, there's an awesome kids ministry. There's some worship on there. So make sure you check it out. And also, there's some ways to connect with us. As always, visit our website at clcgridley.org. We want to connect with you. Let's go ahead and listen to that message. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us this morning. I've got a message I cannot wait to share with you. Here in the last several weeks, we have been talking about how to deal with uncertainty. We've been talking about uncertainty. Uncertainty is all around us. It's everywhere. We're in season of uncertainty right now. When this uncertainty, you know, becomes certain and we begin to get a handle on this, guess what? There'll be another season of uncertainty. It is a guarantee. Over the last two weeks, We've been talking about this, and we're going to wrap this up today. We're going to wrap our series called He's Still Got the Whole World in His Hands Up Today. And uh, over the last several weeks, we've talked about several things. We've talked about how when we face uncertainty, again, it's a when, not an if, because it's a guarantee. When we face uncertainty, we have to remember that God thrives in the face of our uncertainty. And actually, he doesn't just thrive. Oftentimes, he uses uncertainty as a doorway to lead us into his plan for our lives. That's not a message many of us want to hear, right? We hear of uncertainty. We experience it. We live it out, and we decide we want to go in the other direction. We want life to be easy, no speed bumps. But that, unfortunately, is not how life is. God uses uncertainty. He allows us to go through seasons and times of uncertainty to grow us. We also have talked about how we've got to remember to pray until the peace comes. Uncertainty by its very nature is chaotic. But even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of uncertainty, we can still have the peace of God. Last week we shared a scripture verse that said that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. Which means, for you and I, it doesn't make sense. It just does not make any earthly sense. It surpasses all understanding. But here's the encouraging part to that. Because God's peace surpasses all understanding, we can have peace even in the midst of uncertainty. 
even when everything is going wrong, you and I can have peace in the loving presence of God. Today I want to speak to you about the topic of hope. Hope. Now many of us, we have a pretty good working knowledge, right? We know what hope feels like. We know what we want hope to be. But for our purposes right now, I want to go ahead and establish a working definition of what we're going to define hope as meaning for our purposes. Hope is this. For this morning, whether you carry this definition forward or not, hope is defined as a person or thing in which my expectations are centered on. Say it again. Hope is a person or thing in which our expectations are centered on. Now, I've got a ladder here with me, and I'm going to use this as an illustration. Now, before some of you people, some of you guys, want to point out that I've got a ladder leaning against the wall, but it's an A-frame ladder. A-frame ladders, you don't lean against the wall. That's ridiculous. You have the other set of legs. Just go with me, please. Okay, a lot of times I believe we, in our life, we lean our hope onto things or people. I mean, think back to our earliest days when we were just a baby. Our hope was in our mother, was in our father. Our hope was that they would take care of us. They would feed us. They would change our stinky diapers. We're still living this right now. It's very real. From our earliest days, we are taught to place our hope, to lean our hope on someone or something. And that's exactly what we're talking about. There's two main areas. I've just hit on it, but there's two main areas that we tend to lean our hope against. The first is stuff. Okay, this isn't going to surprise you. We lean our hope all too often into stuff. My job. Well, man, I am doing so wonderful. I have hope for tomorrow. I believe that everything's going to be okay because I have a fantastic job. We lean our hope into our money, into our bank account, right? We have hope for tomorrow because... Man, my 401k is doing fantastic. We place hope in stuff. We place hope in stuff. Proverbs 10 verse 15 warns us against this. It says, the wealth of the rich is their fortress. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. In other words, it's a very difficult temptation to overcome when we're blessed with a lot of stuff. When we're blessed with a couple zeros at the end of our bank account, it's a very difficult temptation to not lean on our stuff, our possessions, our material goods for our hope. We find ourselves making statements like, man, if I could just get that promotion, everything would be just fine. Man, if I could just get one of those new Ford Broncos, oh yes, right? We lean our hope on stuff. The second area that I believe that all of us struggle, we battle against, is leaning our hope on other people. You know, maybe it's a spouse. Maybe we lean our hope on our friends, 
on our boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever stage of life we're in, we lean our hope against other people, right? Because, man, that person has always been there for me. They are my best friend. I know at any time of day, I could just call them, even two in the morning, I could call them and they'll be there for me. We lean our hope on people. We lean our hope on stuff. But here's the deal. As we're talking about the topic of uncertainty, right? And yes, we're talking about hope, but hope in the face of uncertainty. You and I know this because we've experienced it. We've lived it for ourselves. When we lean our hope, like this ladder is leaned against the wall, when we lean our hope on stuff, we lean our hope on people, no matter how good they are, no matter how nice they are, no matter how much they love us, when the storms of uncertainty come, they can only support us for so long. This is the most, the most difficult part is, is things get difficult and our friends, our, our relatives, our bank account, our job, they, they keep us happy for a while, right? They support our weight for a while. We can stand there for a while. But when the storms of uncertainty come, at some point, the weight becomes too much for them to bear. And our whole world comes crashing down around us. Because we've placed our hope. We've leaned our hope. We're literally leaning on something that was never made to support us indefinitely. We should all have incredible relationships. I hope that you have the best friend in the history of best friends. I hope that you have the best relationship with family members, with your neighbors. I hope that you have incredible lifelong relationships. I hope that you're successful in business. I hope that you're successful in everything that you put your hands to. But I don't care how successful you are. I don't care how good your relationships are. If we place our hope in stuff, if we place our hope in other people, eventually, maybe not right away, eventually, we will be let down. Eventually, our whole world is going to feel like it's crashing down around us because the thing that we placed our hope in was never meant to support us forever. Relationships are key. Because yes, we can lean into other people and we can support them and they can support us. And, and it's an incredible thing. It's a God-inspired thing. But other people can't be your source of hope. Stuff can't be your source of hope. And what ends up happening is when we place our hope in these things, we begin to experience the exact opposite of what hope is. So for a moment, I want us to talk about you know, if we're talking about hope, what is the exact opposite of hope? It's hopelessness, right? So if hope is a person or thing that our expectations are centered on, that we lean on for help, what is the definition then of hopelessness? It's the feeling that comes with knowing that that person or thing that we're centering our expectations on can't or even worse, won't be able to come through for us. It's a painful realization. 
It's a painful feeling. When we realize that that thing, that stuff, that relationship, that we've leaned on, man, they have been there for us time and time again, but right now I need them the most, and they're not there. They're not available. They don't answer their phone. We had a fight. When we realize that that person can't or won't be able to come through some incredibly painful thing to, to, to experience. You know, right now, in this season of uncertainty, this isn't the first time you've heard about this. It's been a hot topic. Everyone has been discussing it. We're facing a huge mental health crisis. We're facing a huge emotional health crisis. You know, we, we, we've got people that are struggling in these two areas. Our, our feelings, they're all messed up. We don't know what to feel. We don't know what to think. Our, our mental health, man, we're struggling. More people are dealing with depression and anxiety. We're seeing some, some extremely heartbreaking things happening because we're facing a deficit when it comes to our mental health, when it comes to our emotional health, because we're leaning on the wrong things for hope. Every one of us, I don't care how tough you are, I don't care if you consider yourself to be an introvert or an extrovert, I don't care where your personality lies, we all need hope. We need hope that tomorrow is going to be better. We need hope that we're going to be okay, that, that we're going to make it, especially in the face of uncertainty. We need hope that it is just a season. The blessing of seasons is they begin and they end, right? We're all excited because summer is coming to an end. Eventually, the 100 degrees will go away, and then we're going to wish when it's 30 degrees outside, that the 100 degrees would come back. But it's a season. There's a start date and there's an end date. We're facing these struggles because we've placed our hope in the wrong places. And I'm going to stop before I go any further because I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think I'm qualified to speak about mental health. I don't think I'm qualified to speak about emotional health. But this is what I do think I'm qualified to speak on. I believe we're having such a huge issue with these two topics because we're facing a deficit when it comes to our spiritual health. Or we're facing a deficit when it comes to hope. We're a nation. We're a community. We're families. We're a church family. That many of us were struggling because we placed our hope in people that will eventually let us down. We've placed our hope in stuff. We've placed our hope in our career. We've placed our hope in our bank account. Right? Like Proverbs 10:15 warns us, our fortress, the thing that gives us hope, that makes us feel secure, is letting us down. We're dealing with this stuff because we place our hope in the wrong spot. So that brings us to a very obvious next question. Where or who can I 
place my hope? Where can I lean my hope against? Where should I be relying for the hope for my life? Now, this is not going to shock any of you. You know that I'm a pastor. You know where I'm going to say every one of us should be leaning our hope. This is kind of like a rhetorical question, right? We need to be leaning our hope. We need to be relying and putting our hope in the only person that was ever made to carry that weight. We need to be relying on God for our hope. We need to rely on God for our hope. And I've got three verses that I'd love to share with you that in my life encourage me and, and speak to why God is able, why God can be trusted to be the source of my hope. Do I have relationships in my life that support me and bring life to me? Absolutely. Do I do everything I can to, to keep my ducks in a row? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. We should be wise with our finances, with our careers. We should, we should be wise in all of these areas. We should give it everything we've got and do our very best. But I don't place my hope in those things. My hope is found in God. And these are three verses that are true for me that I believe are also true for you of why we can place our hope in God. The first is found in 1 Peter 5, 7. If you've got your Bible, I'd encourage you to turn there. If not, it should be right down here at the bottom of the screen. But 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. It says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares for you. It's an encouraging verse. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares for you. For you. You know, I've joked with you guys before that eventually one day I want to create my own translation of the Bible. And, and if I did this verse and my translation, right, and obviously I'm joking, I'm not really going to do that, but, but my translation of what this verse means is God cares about what we care about. God cares about what we care about. That's why every Saturday, we're getting into college football season now, every Saturday I sit on my couch and I have my Texas Longhorns jersey on, my shirt on, my hat on, and I'm ready to go. I'm all geared up and excited to cheer for my team. And every Sunday before kickoff, I pray, God, please help my Longhorns to win. Now, some of you, you're laughing and you think, well, that's ridiculous. Like... He obviously hasn't been looking at the score the last couple of years because your Longhorns haven't been doing very good. I didn't say God had been acting on my prayers. I just said that I had been praying. And I feel like this verse is a, is a reason for why I can because God cares about what we care about. To me, that is an incredible reason to why I can lean my hope in God. It's because I know that no matter how silly or serious it is, God cares about what I care about. If it means something to me, it means something to him. I remember when my kids were young, we had a fish, and it was kind of getting a little sideways and not feeling very well. And I remember my, my oldest son saying, Dad, I'm going to pray for the fish. And I'm thinking, that's funny. I was just thinking about getting a net out and scooping that bad boy up and flushing him down the toilet. But if you want to pray for him, go ahead. And he prayed for the fish. Why? Because he wanted his fish to be okay. God cares about what we care about. The second verse I want to I share with you is, is one that 
you're probably familiar with, whether you've grown up in church, whether you've never been to church before in your life, you know, this is one of those verses that many of us were at least vaguely familiar with. It's John 3.16. John 3.16 says this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave. God loves each one of us sacrificially. God loves us sacrificially. He loves us so much so that he allowed his son to die in our place. Every one of us, we've messed up. We've all made mistakes. We've lied. We've cheated. We've stole. We've done all of these things at one point in time or another, at least once. I mean, none of us are perfect. We've all missed the mark. And in order for us to have a relationship with him, God allowed his son to pay the price for us. We can have a relationship with God because of what Jesus did on the cross. He died. He paid the cost for our mistakes for us. And God allowed him to do that. God sent him here on earth to do that because he loves us sacrificially. You know, I, I'm a father. I've got three kids. I've got two boys. I've got a daughter. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think a lot of you are very cool. Some of you guys are awesome. You laugh at my jokes sometimes. Uh, I'm just kidding. But, but I appreciate our relationship. Some of you guys, we don't know each other well. I care about you. But here's the thing. If it came down to a decision between saving you and saving my kids, I don't care how cool you are, I'm going to save one of my kids. I don't think that I could turn away. And yet that's exactly what God did. He loves us that much. He sacrificed his son for us. You know, I, I want to talk about something that, that we don't really talk about often. Many of us, we've never experienced that kind of love. We've never experienced sacrificial love. Many of us, the closest example we have is maybe a parent or you know, maybe we have a, a, a teacher that really went out of their way to help us. We had someone that really invested in our life. We, we have more experience with conditional love than unconditional love. I'm here to tell you today, God loves us unconditionally. I don't have to really explain conditional love. We're all, ex we, we're all experienced when it comes to conditional love. We've been in relationships with people that loved us and treated us with respect as long as we were doing something to help them. As long as we were fulfilling a need in their life, they loved us. But as soon as we decided we wanted to go another direction, we wanted to make a decision that maybe they didn't agree with, they treated us differently. That's conditional love. We're very familiar with this. What we're not familiar with is unconditional love. And this is the love that we're talking about, that God gives us. Doesn't matter what we do. Doesn't matter what we say, what we think. It doesn't matter. That doesn't change. It cannot change. I mean, that is so good. I hope you catch that. It's not even a, that it can change his love for us. It's that, that there's no possible way. There is nothing we could possibly do to change 
his way of thinking about us, to change his love for us. It's unconditional love. The last verse that I want to share with you is found in Deuteronomy. It's chapter 31, verse 8. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. This is a touchy subject. But again, if we're being honest, we were just talking about conditional love versus unconditional love. This is something many of us were seeking because we've been in relationships. We've had dealings with, with stuff, right? Where, where, you know, hey, my, my 401k was doing so great and then something happened and now I've lost everything. My relationship was going so well. And then out of nowhere, they were gone. We're desiring, we're desperate for someone that no matter what happens will never leave us. This is incredibly important to me. Obviously, I've committed my life to doing my very best to living in a way that honors and glorifies God. God's love for me is not, is not conditional. There's not, it's not based on anything I do. But man, I would be lying if I said that that realization that God will never leave me alone wasn't huge. I'd be lying if I, if I said anything other than that was monumental in my life. The fact that God will never leave me and he'll never leave you. Never. We can't say that about anyone else. I mean, shoot, even our dog will leave us if somebody's got the right treat. Everyone, everyone is desperate. We're desperate to know that what we lean our hope on, who we put our trust in, our hope in, that they're going to be there for us. These are the three reasons, and there's many more. I'm not going to bore you by continuing. These are three important reasons to me as to why I put my hope in God and why I believe you should as well. He cares about what we care about. He loves us unconditionally and sacrificially. Look what he did for us. And he's promised to never leave us, to never forsake us, to never turn his back on us. I hope that this message speaks to you in the midst of uncertainty. I'm fully aware that we're all in a different spot. We deal with different things. We struggle with different things. Some of us, we have been living our lives for God. Some of us, we've grown up in church. Some of us, we've never stepped foot inside a church. Every one of us can learn something and be encouraged from this word today. If you've been walking with God for a long time, we have a tendency, don't we? We have a tendency to, over time, if we're not continually evaluating our life, continually evaluating how we make decisions in our life, we have a tendency to begin to lean our hope in other things, in stuff, in security. We begin to lean our hope in other people, in relationships, in our, in our spouse. We lean our hope in other places, without even realizing that we're doing it. 
I'd encourage you today, evaluate yourself. Have you begun to shift where your hope lies? Have you taken your eye off the prize? Has your hope begun to, to turn into leaning on stuff, leaning on other people, leaning on the church, leaning on your pastor? I don't know what you're leaning on for hope, but any answer other than God is your full source, your sole source of hope is the wrong answer. For those of you that you have no experience at church at all, I thank you for sticking with us this whole time as I've rambled on, but my hope for you as we face this uncertain time, this crazy storm, this crazy season that we're in, my hope for you is that as you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth, that God would be speaking to your heart and you would realize maybe you can't understand, maybe you don't know how to describe it, but, but you'd say, man, it just feels like there's something inside that's saying he's right. I've never really been much of a, a church person. I've actually kind of made fun of the church people. Maybe maybe you have. But my hope for you is that right now in this uncertain time, Every one of us is facing uncertainty. We're all dealing with anxiety and discouragement and, and all of these emotions at different levels. But my hope for you is that you realize that the stuff, the possessions, the, the titles, the relationships, all of those things are great. They're important. Should they be priorities? Yes, they should. Those are fantastic things to have in your life. But you identify with the statement that I said that every one of these will let us down eventually. You've been placing your hope in people, in things that can't, by their very nature, support you forever. Maybe, maybe you do fine for seasons, but when things get difficult, things just crash down around you. I hope that's not your experience right now, but if it is, I hope today you'll make the decision. You'll come to the realization of a secure place, the secure place, to place your hope. I'd love to pray for you today. Let's pray. God, right now I pray for my friends. God, I pray that you would help us to evaluate our life, to look at our life, to look at the decisions we make, the choices we make, the situations we, we find ourselves in. God, help us to evaluate our life and to be able to tell if we're placing our hope in you or if we're placing our hope in people, in stuff. God, I pray that you would begin to, to work in our heart. God, you would begin to show us what the truth is. God, that we would make a decision right now, God, to place our hope in you. God, for my friends that are coming to this realization for the first time, God, I pray that you would begin to reveal to them how much you love them. God, you begin to reveal to them, God, that you care about what they care about. God, that you, God, that you love them so much, unconditionally. God, and I pray as they come to this realization, God, they would begin to speak to you. And they would say something along the lines of, God, help me. God, I want, I want to place my hope in you, and I, and I want you to change my life. God, I don't want to be tossed one way and back the other way, God, with these seasons of uncertainty. I want to place my full hope in you. God, I, 
I love you. I trust you. God, I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts, God. God, I thank you that you promised to never leave us. God, I thank you for your love. God, I thank you that you care about what we care about. And I pray, Lord, God, that you'd speak to each one of us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to make one statement. If, if right now, after listening to this, you're making that decision, hey, I am choosing to put my hope in God. I don't know what that really looks like, but I'm choosing to put my hope in God. I want you to do us a huge favor. On our website at clcgridley.org, right there on the homepage, there's a spot that says, uh, it says, I'm choosing to follow Jesus. Click that. Put your information in there. We want to help you. Because here's the deal. It's difficult. We want to help you as you navigate what this what this thing looks like, what it means to place your hope in Jesus. You don't have to do it alone. God promises to never leave you or forsake you. And guess what? By you praying that prayer, you're joining a family. Not just the Christian life family, although you're joining that too. You're joining the family of believers. And we want to be here to help support you. We want to be here to answer questions, to, to help you along. So please check out the website, CLC Gridley. Org, right there on the homepage. Let us know about the decision that you're making today so we can help you. That being said, church, we love you. We've got a special service planned for you next Sunday. Make sure that you tune back in with us. We'll see you.